Hello and welcome to the Objectively Correct Podcast. It has been, I don't know, two months, three months. We all lose track of time, of course. Um, I believe the other two members of this podcast have been busy finishing up school. They're, they are now both graduated members of society. Technically, so I'm not. I, I, yeah, technically, uh, July. And, Te- technically and just like typical men they are talking while a woman is trying to talk yes that's right you heard it here first i recently came out as trans so i know i have the exact same voice that i had before which is tragic but i'm working on it but um yeah so that also happened which was cool um these these two here you know have been very supportive mostly um yeah. What do you mean, Why mostly? Are you laughing? <laughs> That's so disrespectful. You're so intense. Yeah. Point of personal privilege. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, but I don't even know what topics we're talking about today. Um. But I, I guess we'll see. Uh, I, I think it's a lot of uh, just recent world news stuff. I'm not gonna be sharing too much about my transition, other than what I just did. But uh, yeah, we'll get. We'll, we'll maybe get into it. I don't know. We'll see if they can coerce it out of me. But um. Yeah, I, I think that's about it for the cold open. So yeah, I I, I wouldn't want to mansplain. I wouldn't want to mansplain on you. You would not, even though you have. Sorry. It's okay. All right, and the cold open. All right. Start off on your. <laughs> Did you get was that part of it? No, dude. I mean, we just started whenever. I'll cut it. So, oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <you know>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll play that one. I'll play that one more time to get it out. No, 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 no. no I need to get it out of my system. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? It's this guy on TikTok that just like raps random shit. <laughs> he usually does like these like uh, TikTok lives, and he would just like rap whatever people put in the comments. <sighs> So it's mostly a bunch of like Fortnite balls, um, fucking Joe Biden, uh, uh, I eat children, shit like that. Oh my god. It's really just stupid shit like that. Alright, I'll start us off. <laughs> Alright, three, two, are you guys ready? Three, yeah. guys. two, <laughs> shut, shut up, <laughs> three, two, one. And welcome back to the Objectively Correct Podcast. You know, we're going to hop right into things here. You know, I got my two lovely other uh, podcasters, you know, <laughs> we're really going to turn it yeah. up today. Uh, you know, first coming out here, um, I want to talk about the, um, only because it's like, it's um, personal to coming me out. a little bit. No, I'm not coming out. Um, <laughs> you know, that part <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm restarting because we're on. All right. All right. All right. right, right you got it all in uh, your system now, right? Everybody? Yeah. Every... Yeah, I'm ready. No, I'm I'm fine. Fine. All right, okay. All right, welcome back to the. I hate you. All right, what? and welcome back to the objectively correct podcast. Uh, I'm back here. You know, we're back in the back in the studio, far away from each other. Back in the stew. Yeah, back in the stew. Um, you know, the first thing that we want to talk about, or at least I want to talk about, because it's, it's kind of personal to me, because I have a loved one who's over there. Uh, I want to talk about what's going on in Israel and this whole um change in power. Um, from what I was reading from the Jerusalem 
post seems that a coalition government has been formed against Benjamin Netanyahu and that he will be stepping down as prime minister and being replaced by um not I can't, I'm going to butcher his name but um Naftali Bennett I believe or not Naftali um Naftali based on Naftali yeah and so um as long the talks are supposed to happen tomorrow um on Sunday and so, uh, uh, what would happen if, if it goes away? I think it's going to happen from what the the post road, the Jerusalem post road, wrote. Um, he would be the prime minister bound to September third. And you know, going with all the recent events over there, with the the little skirmish, um, I guess it was kind of a bigger skirmish between um, Gaza and um, the Israeli government. Um, you know, just what are our thoughts on that? And, you know, how do we think it's really going to look for um, Israel in the future here? Because personally, I think it's going to be for the better. Um, I know Netanyahu is very, very, very harsh, I would say, on the non-Israeli people. Even Arab-Israelis, he's harsh on. Um, he's also harsh on the uh, Ethiopian Jews as well. Yeah, anybody who's not really... The, during yeah. this time, they were, like, given, like, drugs and to, like, make sure they didn't, like, breed. Yeah, he, like, Reagan them, right? Uh, I don't yeah. know about the Reagan part, but, like... Yeah. But, like, you know, but, like um... I mean, I I honestly think it's probably better for the future, right? Because like, um, in, in my mind, you know, I don't know. I'm not, you know, I'm not Palestinian. I'm I'm not Jewish. Uh, from Israel, and you know, I I don't really know like the whole dynamic that they really are there. It's only from what I I talk about, read, and absorb. But uh, in all honesty, um, I think the only way that um this violence can really stop is if. N- no further violence is taken, and measures are put in place to equalize the disparity between both, you know, peoples. And I, Netanyahu, you know, obviously from what we've seen since he's been in power, has not wanted to do that at all. While you know, there's a strong movement within Israel to do that, and I guess his government just, you know, didn't want to listen to it. And you know, I think that now. With the new government taking place, you know, we might see some shifts in there, and I think it's going to be for the better. Um, the only thing I would be worried about is, I mean, you know, at least from from my knowledge, um, from what I, you know, have read about, and I know from the past, you know, Israel's been a target of all the Middle Eastern states, but Netanyahu's are pr- pretty, like, I would say, like, when you, when you talk about, like, feared and, like, strong leader sense um, of that aspect... Um, I just, I maybe because of this change, that sudden the um the states might feel like, like you know they can be more confident in their actions against Israel. But that's the only change I can see. But in all honesty, uh, I think it's going to be for the better, you know. And really, I just want the the violence to stop, you know, because you know violence is never the answer, pretty much to anything ever. And you know, you want to increase the, um the benefits, you know, especially to the Palestinians, since you know. They've been there for a very long time, and it seems like they've been oppressed for over a hundred years now, if not more. Yeah. So I don't know what um what you and Yank think about that. Yeah, uh, I'll go. I'll go next because I like to talk over women. Um, yeah. So uh, I think it'll probably be a change for the better. I was never a big fan of Netanyahu, uh, as you could understand through my uh, text exchanges uh, on Netanyahu. Um, but uh, I don't expect any other Arab states to take any um, uh, any 
actions towards them. I, I don't think it was necessarily Netanyahu that was the factor, more or less the uh, the, the might of the United States Empire. Um, kind of bless like up, the, bless up. Yeah, back in uh, Israel, as well as like the UK, but the UK has become a smaller partner in that relationship. Um, yeah, I, I think the only threat would be Iran, who they've really just been having like skirmishes with, whether it be like uh, destroying uh, Iranian like boats that are kind of like near their territory and all that. Well, they, they killed that physicist or the, the nuclear yeah, guy. Yeah, that's but like I was talking about the recent like oil spill and uh, I, I don't remember which sea is near them, but it was like because like the the uh, the Israelis blew up like one of the Iranian boats that was like I think they were like moving guns. Yeah. So I, I'm not sure. I don't don't quote me on that. You know, don't call for a source because I can give you one. I just remember seeing it. I made it up in my dreams. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, th- I think there might be a... I think cooler heads will prevail between the Israelis and the Palestinians. Um, hopefully. Um, I think that's all I have to say on that. Yeah, is, uh, is this new provisional government, is it already confirmed that they'll be taking over, or is that... They're... So, so they formed a coalition, and now they're... now So they made an agreement, but, like, they're they're talking over the deals, right? Like, this is why I don't like... I don't like parliamentarian governments for this reason. But, like, basically, like, they're, 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 they're in talks to sign a deal, and then if the deal goes through and everybody gets what they want out of it and they all agree to it, then the coalition government is formed and um, Bennett will then take the place as the Prime Minister of Israel. Bennett's a uh, member of the right-wing party. Yeah. I'm not sure uh, uh, the other the uh, the other partner in the uh, deal was uh, Lapid. I'm not sure what party he was from. I can look up a source on that real quick while Yank discusses what he thinks about it. He. Um. No. I, uh... <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go right. on, Chief Tess. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean we're just going through a little bit of a you know transition period, as it were. So uh, you know. Yeah, I need I need shock therapy. I I need shock therapy. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's getting better, so so insurance about it. So, um, but no, I uh, yeah, I mean obviously like like you said, you know, peace is always a good thing. Less violence is always a good thing. Um, I know it's kind of a hot take, but uh, I think I think things will ultimately end up working out. Um. It seems like cooler heads are prevailing here with the new governments forming and um, whatever else. So I, I'm not too concerned about the long term, at least for now. But we'll see. I mean, stuff in this region has always been a powder keg. So, uh, yeah, Lapid, um, is a he is a party. Yeah, he's yeah he's a member of the Centrist Party. Beast. Yeah, yeah I know because like Netanyahu was like, um, like tweeting out like. Oh, uh, Bennett's trying to uh, uh, coalition with like the left wing parties. Like, no, they're not left wing. They're like centrists. I've seen this rhetoric from like a lot of far right people. So, I don't know. It's not surprising. But uh, yeah, go on, Yank. Uh, no, I mean, I, I think that's those are my only takes. Really, I'm not like too familiar with the intricacies of the situation, so I don't want to. Yeah, I don't want to talk out of my ass or anything. I mean, I feel like. I mean, that's all I do. That's true, but 
Yeah. It smells when Ron talks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess the biggest thing out of it is that we really haven't seen what Israel would look like with another PM in a very long time, right? They've been on this direction for a very long time. And even though it's, it's right... Almost a decade. Yeah, and even though it's a right-wing party, like, they have a centrist uh, yeah. in the coalition. And so, like, that's for, like... If I was to see any merit out of a um out of a parliamentary government, it's like that, right? Mm-hmm. But we even have that here in America, right? We have like different parties within like the Democratic Party. You know, you have like, yeah, you guys called caucuses, caucuses, yeah. Well, I know what they're called, but I was making it easy. Okay. Um, but so like, we only have, have like, enlightened uh, listeners, Nick. Okay, well, you have like the um, you know, you got everybody probably knows about the, like the Tea Party within the Republican Party and stuff like that. Um, but like within parliamentary governments, you know, the more outspoken and they're their own separate deal. And so I guess it'd be re- I, I find it to be very interesting and, you know, I'm kind of excited to see what, what it is for the future. Because hopefully it stabilizes the region a lot more because everything gets better. What's so funny? Alright. Nothing funny. Um, other than that, um, that's really all I really want to talk about with, with Israel, you know, it's a little quick pit. Um, I, it really came out of nowhere and I really wasn't expecting it, but, um, Ron can talk about the next point is he brought it up to me and I thought it was kind of horrifying that this exists, but it's, it's what happened in, um, in Canada. All right. We're just kind of here cause I have to look up the article. All right. Fuck. We're going to make Yank do some edits. Yeah. Happens. PBS News. Alright, I just realized I've been playing fucking FIFA in the background. <laughs> it's literally playing fucking copyrighted music, probably. Well, we couldn't hear it. Yeah, I can't. I couldn't hear it. Lots good to know. Alright, did you look it up? I'm yeah, sp- I'm, 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 sp- now. I'm surprised you didn't have it already ready. We're really out of practice, you guys. Yeah, it's almost like, it's been like two months. <laughs> I'm just gonna shut down my laptop. I hate that bitch. You'll get mine soon enough. Yeah. What is on my feet? All right, are you ready, Ron? So we can start this back up. No. All right. We get a comfortable position to read. We'll tell Yank so she knows when she, you're ready. Oh, sure. I fucking, I fucking did it, you guys. I fucking did it, you guys. I fucked, I fucked up again. I fucked, I fucked it up again. God damn it. <laughs> it's a start. It's progress. I, I, am I not allowed to say guys? Is that also not allowed? I mean, I, you can. People but... are pretty acceptive of it. 
Oh my gosh! Like people, like when you say "dude," that's like people kind of take that as a gender-neutral term. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just you know, if it's, it's the only thing you're saying, then yeah, yeah. it's the go. All right, give me a count. Okay, five, right. four, three, two. Yeah, so uh, recently there have been the remains of uh, 215 children found at uh, the site of one, was once of Canada's largest is, uh, indigenous residential schools. Basically, these institutions uh, functioned as like re-education camps. They would basically take native children from tribes and then kind of like, um, how should I put this? Uh, from, like, I guess, like, a Western terminology, they would try to, like, civilize them. Uh, I say that term in, uh, quotation marks, because it's yeah, not particularly, yeah. uh, that was uh politically correct. The time that yeah. To, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, they basically try to teach them, like, a Western lifestyle, but more often than not, these institutions, uh, would bas basically kill children. So what we found was, uh, what they found was uh, the remains of 215 children, uh, some as young as three years old, that had been buried. Uh, they found this uh, through uh, GPR, also known as ground penetrating radar. Um, the, the, this uh, finding probably won't be the last in this area, as there are other areas um, that will be searched uh, in the coming days. So, um, I guess to give a short little history, uh, from the 19th century, uh, to the 1970s, I think the last of these schools closed in, I think I saw in 1996, uh, more than 150,000 First Nations children were required to attend these state-funded Christian schools. They were required by the state? Wow. Yeah, required. Uh, as a means of, um, kind of assimilating them into Canadian society. They were uh, forced to convert to Christianity and not allowed to speak their uh, native languages. Many children were uh, beaten and abused. And um, officially on the record, up to 6,000 have uh, been... Uh, so, yeah, that's... Uh... Say that again, Say you that cut that out, Ron. Uh, so, um, yeah, so officially, I think up to 6,000 have been reported dead like 6,000 children wow yeah. yeah it's awful yeah yeah i mean i find it disgusting yeah. uh my my biggest you know everything that colon colonial people in america did to the natives was like abhorrently wrong but one of the things that bothers me the most especially being you know i'm not mega religious but i'm you know i believe in god and i'm catholic um is like beating somebody in the name of converting them. Right? Like, I don't know if these people just forgot to read the Bible, but, like, all Jesus does is preach peace. And, like, you're beating children to obey? Like, to, like, it just, like, disgusts me. Like, I just, I, like, the hypocrisy in it, like, really just makes me upset about it. Like, I am embarrassed that, like, that sh should even happen, you know. 
I think this like past of abuse has also led to a lot of other issues um, for uh, Native peoples. Uh, leaders from these tribes kind of have cited the legacy um, as a cause of like epidemic rates of alcoholism and like drug addiction on reservations, kind of as a means of like coping with their situation. Uh, it's 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 depressing to see like just how like what's the, the abuse people have been put to like just as a means of like trying to I don't know it's just it's disconcerting and depressing and I it makes me like just want to just help these people as much as you can yeah I I agree yeah it's same thing like uh like you're saying like one of the worst things is converting someone but i think also the loss of culture for these people is like um almost as big of a tragedy because it's like uh ideally like you know in in this like modern age or this or cosmopolitan world we live in like someone could still retain a lot of their old culture you know while also being integrated with society and you know it's it's almost the same with like the israel-palestine conflict but like ultimately you know i I think the crux of the problem was that the canadian government and religious leaders at the time really wanted they wanted like this perfect model image you know it's like uh i feel like i've heard the term noble savage or something like that or yeah that's the uh that's the archetype that have been that has been used by uh, academics. Kind of like to describe. Well, the term "noble savage" is like. Uh, have you ever heard of uh, Ed Kaczynski? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is a this is a weird place to put this, but kind of his ideas of like returning to nature and how like uh, modern industrial society was like uh, something that should have never never have been born, and that like the idea that returning. So like the nature is a better times. That's kind of like the idea of like the noble savage. Yeah, but, but see, I I agree with what she said, right? But my whole thing is, I I inherently think that besides for like, I I I just don't buy the the we wanted to civilize them argument because no, that's not what inherently they wanted. That's to the do. Uh, pretense that they yeah. they want to yeah, like, no. get rid of them. Yeah, that that's what they really wanted yeah. to do was was lock them up and and just exterminate do, them. Yeah, slaughter them. Yeah, they didn't exactly. want to change because there were natives who changed. All, we traded. You, if yeah. you think about American history, you traded all the time, and people accepted both ways. Right, you could play both cards of it. That's what they did with the French. You know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, they didn't they really, particularly want natives to be a part of their society. Yeah, but they came under the pretense saying we're going to civilize yeah. them, but yeah. inherently they were like, you're not white, die. Yeah. And so... Yeah. It's it's kind of like a, a white supremacist, supremacist ideology. That's kind yeah. of what guided their uh, actions. Uh, it, like, a lot of the treatment that the First Nation peoples have uh, been subjected to don't really hit the mainstream very often. You know, we learn about the stuff that Americans have done in their, like, uh, conquest or their manifest destiny, but we don't really talk about, like, what the Canadians have done. So, I I hope this leads to a, a, lo- a bigger conversation on uh, 
what the natives people native peoples have been uh, put through and it spreads awareness. I think in the Americas as a whole, though, right? Let's not focus on Canada. Well, yeah, like yeah, yeah. like the natives as a whole. Yeah, like now, uh, this would be a radical. It's a lot different considering, like in South America, considering that they like they integrated so much. Like most uh, most peoples of like say Mexico and like rest of South American nations, except for like Argentina, which like Argent believe it or not, Argentina prides itself on being like one of the whitest. Um, nations, which I I learned that the other day. Yeah, they're all the Nazis went man. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that doesn't, doesn't but, surprise um, me. Yeah, but um, yeah, but like in Mexico, like the whole. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. The whole like mestizo is like the like the indigenous as well as like the uh, Spanish colonists kind of like mixing together. That still wasn't pretty either. Well, the treatment of the natives, yeah, the the treatment of the natives was horrendous. Um, yeah, let's just cut know, this whole section out. I feel we'll get canceled for that one. No. You know, uh, I mean, my, I mean, this might be a radical thought here, but, like, you know how we all have all the... You're not the radical one here, Chief. Yeah, I know, I'm a centrist. But, you know, the, um... The, you know, we, in, at least in America, right, we have all these separate, you know, uh, nations that live within states these American Indian nations that live within states, right? You know, right. W- would it not be such a bad idea to, you know, I I wouldn't say release them and make them independent, but at least give them statehood, right? Mm-hmm. Like, there have been um, land back movements all across America to at least give some land back, of course, to uh, Native peoples. I think the uh, the whole Oklahoma case that recently uh, occurred where it was like the majority of Oklahoma is like justifiably native land. Um, I think that's something that could be done. Like, but like, I wouldn't say right away, but like, I mean, like inherently make them states, right? You can make them states. People who live there who aren't native can still live there. It's still America, yeah. but at least give the land back to, you know, the people like, you know, the like, you know, the, like the, the tribe that lives there and let, you know, the tribe govern it. You know, I inherently, unless it became so whitewashed, um, I personally wouldn't see a problem with letting people who run for public office in those areas have to be native. You know, let them govern themselves. And America, the United States will never give up sovereign territory within the continent of the United States, ever. But at least let them be states and let them operate, you know, be equals with the rest of the United States. I have no issue with that and find no quarrel with it. You know, that is like the least we could do. You know, if not, you know, help these people. You know, I I remember I was watching back when Vice did really good documentaries. Um, the one about the the water issues within within um First Nation like tribes, yeah. like it's bad. Like they have like you have to walk ten miles to get fresh water, put it in jugs, or you have to drive a vehicle. Like these places just don't have any infrastructure at all. And it's just like crazy to me, like, uh, like it's it's just like everybody everybody forgets about them, yeah. Even me, and I I like to think that I like you know, like I know this stuff, but I forget about it, right? Because like nobody ever talks about it. But that's like one thing I would love to change, you know. Let's talk about it at all, because it's not inherently bad to talk about it. It's better if you talk about it because the more you talk about it, the more chance that something will get done and push in the right direction. 
Yeah, awareness is right. definitely the first step. Uh, it kind of feels like, to me, the general public, I guess, goes through these periods of focusing on one racial group or another yeah. based on whether it's like some incident happening or whatever else. And then it kind of like will cycle on and off. Right. So obviously last year, right around this time, we, you know, we we're approaching the one year anniversary of the George Floyd shooting and like, or not shooting, but murder. Um, and like at, after that, like it was, everyone's very, very focused on, you know, the struggles of black Americans. And then, eventually that tapered off into, into <laughs> one sec we'll cut that <laughs> um eventually that tapered off into you know there was you know a shooting in texas i believe and then it was stop asian hate um but you know it, these things come in cycles and it would be better if everyone was just able to kind of look at all these racial or, you know, even ethnic divides um, as a whole, like not simply because something bad happens, you know? Um, yeah, and it, oh, yeah, I'll, yeah, finish, finish thing, because I, I have something to say on that. Uh, no, I think I was actually done talking, so go ahead. Like, but like inherently, like you're right, but like, I, I think what, what people like, I, I don't know why they think this, right? But I think this is why, like, it's uh, I'm like let let's say white people, right? Because I'm white, you know. I think inherently white people are afraid of talking about stuff because they like they feel that they have to feel guilty, right? Like I don't feel guilty, like, but like I understand stuff happened and it was wrong and it shouldn't have happened. But I don't feel I wasn't me. Even uh, right. you know, I, my family's immigrants. So you, even back then, right? You know, a, but that's not even an excuse. I, if you were even here, if your family was here during all that time, right? Those are your ancestors. They're not you. Mm-hmm. You don't have to feel guilty for it, but don't not acknowledge it exists. Yeah. You know, I'm not the biggest subscriber to critical race theory, but that is. But in, when people like. Like think that like oh it's about trying to make white people like pay reparations or feel bad like no I mean the reparations I don't inherently know about but you know that's what people like when I talk to like normal people that's what they think like you know people on the streets you know that that's what they think about that and I'm pretty sure it's because they get like fed propaganda but no like inherently when I read like critical like race theory just saying you know like understand that you know a lot of things that have happened have been because of race but it's not like don't feel it's not your fault like don't feel guilty about it like it's the people from the past fault but now is our is a time to fix it you can make things equal and that's what it's trying to say mm-hmm. and you know inherently and when i want to speak to, you know to white people um you know the the biggest thing you could do is just to acknowledge it happened and then just move forward like even even look recently the most recent thing i can i can think of is um the 107 year old um lady who was in the who's a girl during the the tulsa race riots or not race riots um what massacre. when massacre i don't know why it's a race riot the 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 massacre what like you know her family was like had to run like all those people were killed because they were the white people down there felt like oh my god this group of african americans is so much better off than this like you know we're jealous let's destroy them like like acknowledge that this happened like acknowledge it like you had, like you know, 
people like to like hide from the past, but you don't necessarily have to. Like this stuff happens. Own it, accept it, and move on together with it. And that's just my biggest thing. Absolutely. That was a really good um thing she gave to Congress there. If you guys want to watch it, um, I I don't really know too much about the the Tulsa massacre. Um, besides for um just like snippets I read here or there, but she gave a um a really good speech to Congress. Yeah, it was like seven used minutes. To call it Black Wall Street, right? Yeah. 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 It was. They were really uh, black middle class for a bit. Yeah, they were. They were popping off there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot about it was like kind of just trying to un- like in our class we tried to understand how like like what allowed that to happen. Like other than just like uh, like white supremacy, like from the uh, the people that like the whites that did it. But there was also law there that sure stopped it, but didn't. And that—that's what I that's mean. Like, yeah, that's the—that's like the issue of like what critical race theory is theory. trying to like understand. Like, like the law should have been there, but there were like I guess biases or beliefs. They that, you, you, yeah. yeah, you ignore it, and that—that's yeah. what I mean when I say like that's why. Yeah, you know, I, I, yeah, yeah. I'm, no, I'm I know the you. academic here. I'm the academic here. Oh, okay, man. Um, Are you saying that too? I'll say it to you, man. I'll fuck with you. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, shall we move on to the next topic? Yes. Uh, Bashar al-Assad. Bashar al-Assad has become president again. Get over it. You you forgot that part out. (laughs) Alright, leave a timestamp for that. Um, Now it's like a free fall. Now now we can talk about really whatever we want to. Yeah. Let's just pause here because I'm filling out my water bottle. Um, Yank, you can pick the next topic. Do you want to talk about? Um, pass. Unless we talk... Well, we can talk about the Belarus guy. That's fine. I mean, there's not really much to talk about. He was... I mean, there's like... Other than... Uh, the Belarusian government just said, hey, uh, ground this plane here and we're going to take this fella off your hands. Like, there's not much else to say. Well, I'm curious to, to what you two think is like a proper response from the international community. Because we saw a similar uproar when Jamal Kasagi and his situation with Saudi Arabia. And um, I believe the United States has also, like, also tried to do this to Gaddafi, I believe. So here's what I think. Here's what I think about it. Where is the flight's point point of origin? Um, I don't remember. It was trying to go to Lithuania. Yes, correct. And so it is a foreign plane, correct? In Belarusian yes. airspace. Yes. So, and they're trying to pull over a Belarusian. Was he even still a Belarusian national? I know he's a whistleblower, but does, does he even still have citizenship? Like. If not, if he's a citizen of another nation, like, or, sorry, another state, you know, within Europe, you know, one of the, uh, like, you know, this is, like, a breach of, like, you you can't just, like, like, in my mind, like, the EU is doing the correct thing by leveling heavy sanctions, but even still, like, you know, like, inherently, like, imagine, 
I, I, I might try to put it in context. It might be easier. Like, what if Canada like pulled down a plane to pull off an American, right? But like, for like, but like, you're an American citizen. You've lived here for a long time, but they just pulled you off and pulled your side and just said, you know, whatever with you, right? Like, what what do you think our response would be, right? You know, what I mean, like, like I I just see it as they had like no justifiable right to do that, other than they wanted revenge because he whistle blew yeah. on a corrupt government. The only thing and, you know, justifying was like they could do it, which really isn't a justification. I think it'd be more like I, a, I think it'd be more like uh, comparable to if like Edward Snowden was going from Russia to Iran, and like it was going over like Canadian airspace or like an Allied airspace, and they just like took down the plane and then put him into custody. Yeah, that would be. Yeah, that that's a that's a better. Um, like an, yeah. allegory for it like these things like you can't do mm-hmm. like like the, the that, would, that would be like a big condemnation mm-hmm. so we pretty much just said what we want <laughs> did we record that or no we recorded everything yeah yeah okay so what are your thoughts on it yank um I think like I, I ultimately I feel like you know it's obviously very unfortunate that whistleblowers in general like have to deal with this problem. Um, I'll repeat that. I think it's I think it's you know very unfortunate that whistleblowers have to deal with this, um, especially when it's from these like dict. Dic- Dictatorial. Okay, thank Dick, you. Dictatorial. Dictatorial. Yeah, I'm way ahead of the game. I'm way ahead of the game. Okay. Way ahead yeah. of the game. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> this looks like a job for me. Dictatorial. <laughs> <laughs> um, countries that are run by dictators, like people, like need to know what's going on in them because if there are human rights crises, crises. Here I go again. There are human rights crises. <laughs> if there are you help again? being you violated did. in that country, then like the world needs to know about it. You know, um, it doesn't necessarily mean the world needs to do something about it, but pressure needs to be applied to those governments. You know, and and so on and so forth. And really, all this incident shows is like Belarus needs to be watched a little more. You know, because everyone. Everyone in Western discourse, especially you know in the United States or like the the center of the EU, is like, oh, Vladimir Putin, terrible person, dictator, blah blah blah. And of course, people tend to forget that there's an actual dictator-run country right next to Russia that has a yeah. even bloodier, you know, history recently, and like the elections are even more unfair and all this other stuff. Um, that you know that they comparatively make Russia look like fucking. France, you know, so I I just think more awareness will probably be a good thing. Le révolution, indeed. Le révolution. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I people like our our media, um, speaking on um, pro, I'm only really talking about um. Like Fox and CNN right now, right? Because other newspapers in the United States do a very good job of covering world topics. Um, like the ones you read, the ones that I recommend that you always do. I think that watching TV news is, you know, inherently 
Probably, well, yeah. it's, it's pretty much like just yeah. watching ESPN. Yeah. Um, but that's what most people absorb. But they only talk about what will make them money. Yeah. And, like, they only focus on, on the big picture when there's a lot of other stuff. But, you know, like, I know how, like, um, she mentioned, you know, let's let's help these people. And, you know, that really reminds me and pulls me back to, like, you know, human rights violations. I think the biggest human rights violations in the world, besides what the Chinese do, um, what the Uyghurs, or even what the Israelis do toward Palestinians, is are the people who are stateless. I think if you are stateless, that is the worst, like, life you could ever live. You have nobody backing you, and you have no support at all. At any time, anything could happen to you, and you have nothing to do about it. You cannot defend yourself. That's a big human rights violation. You have no rights, you know? And these are things that, you know, we don't like to focus on. But I wish we did. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I think we could also look at this as a, a, a broader topic to discuss on, like, on uh, just whistleblowing and how uh, leakers are treated. Because we can talk about how, oh, this is awful that Belarus is doing this, but we can look at the stuff that's happened to um, the Australian guy, uh, the Australian WikiLeaks guy. Assange? Yeah, Assange. Uh, I, have, I have no sympathy for whistleblowers, and I'll tell you why. They know they know the risks. I, I respect Edward Snowden for telling the truth about what the NSA was doing and how it was spying on Americans illegally. However, what they're doing is you, illegal, I get that. Yes, yeah, and you ha- like, you know, you have a duty to what you have to do to the government, your job and what you mm-hmm. sign up for. But what I'm pushing on is a lot of these western leaders are like, oh, we we like we need to protect like the free speech of these people, like they can't do that. But when it comes to just leaking stuff that our government does, it's just like Okay, uh, to the jail with you. I I get that what they're doing is illegal. What he did was also illegal, but it just comes off as kind of like hypocritical yeah, when it's like the, it's the like deal deal argument versus the consequentialist argument where like people are throwing whistleblowers in jail because it's the law when mm. like you know the other side of the argument would basically say like well they revealed something that's vile or harmful potentially to the people of the nation so maybe there should be leniency granted because of that even if on on the books it's illegal and that's where i kind of lean at you know i mean like but also i had to look up what that meant (laughs) what oh i thought you were the academic i thought you were the academic i am the academic i'm just not an academic on uh ethics i have none really i have no moral philosophy you don't know what deal deal ontological uh, I'm a Marxist chief. We don't have morals. Yeah, Roddy's dumb. Um, yeah, I'm the dumb one. Okay, I have literally one more degree than you. Shut up. If you were a base. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You wanted to kill yourself with like five capsules. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, as a base. I mean, it feels like a like a facade. So. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah. Ron, you're, you're you're mansplaining over Yang. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I, sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. Point of personal privilege. I apologize. Um, you're saying that you're based. What? What were you saying? Yeah, I am. <laughs> no, you, no, you're not. <laughs> oh, okay, centrist. I don't want to hear it. 
Alright, anyways, Yank, what were you saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just said I was a base trans and cap. That was all. That is true. Yeah. But, um... Yank is the uh, the uh, and cap uh, cat, cat troll. <laughs> <laughs> I need to get off the internet. <laughs> I, re- I really need to get off the internet. On the contrary, I need to be on the internet more. Giga. Um... But yeah, I mean... I mean, I, I think... Inherently, I mean, you know, we we were on this on this this tangent with with um with whistleblowers, but I think inherently I would be on the um the consequentialist side of this, right? Or like I understand the value, but also like you have a duty, and I respect what you did, yeah. but also you like you have a lo- you, you you're loyal to the government and. What you did was for the better, but you know there are some consequences that happened with it. But I'm also, and this is why I'm torn, right? You know, I think leniency should be given. You know, and inherently, what happened was better for everybody uh, in the long Hypothetically. run. Hypothetically, yeah. I mean, it, at, at most, like currently, we just know they exist. Nothing has been done to really effectively get rid of these uh, institutions. I don't think anything will. You know, we really, we really screwed the pooch when. Uh, well, I mean, we didn't screw the pooch. Uh, the uh, Patriot Bill, I believe, was like somewhat justified, but but like a lot of these uh, things, kind of um, as like as a result, we're, they're not they're not going to be brought back on. You know, was it justified though, Ron? You literally put on a no fly list as as a kid. Huh? You said the Patriot I mean, Act was kind of justified. Like, if I were say uh, a person that lived in the if i were a u.s citizen uh post 9-11 i could see why people wanted to pass the patriot act personally ron, i don't believe ron you were they literally put you, like they no, put you I, no if i were an american citizen from like fucking oklahoma that saw the 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 uh, twin towers destroyed i would understand why people would um pass it but personally no i all right i i i fumbled the bag no, I don't think it should have been. Uh, Basically, what Ron is trying to say is all he he all understands. Why well, I, I he okay. understands yeah, 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 I apologize. I uh, spazzed out. People would uh, would have voted for. I understand. Yeah, why they were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I got that. I just thought you. I thought like you were saying you support the no, bill, no. which which no, I didn't. I, under- I would never support that. Yeah. Okay. Which I didn't understand because I was like, dog. <laughs> yeah, like, like you were literally like. Yeah. I was like. I was. I'm the anti-authoritarian here. I was like, I literally thought that, like, they they literally won't let you fly, and you're like five. Yeah. Like that's like not okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I also couldn't go into Israel. You still can't go into Israel. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, you know, to wrap things up, you know, I think today we talked about, you know, some at least some some pretty good topics to go into. Um. You know, one thing um I do want to say though is you know um it's it's really hard to talk about some things. Um, and this is more going off into to Yank and what she said, but you know, um, me and Ron have known her for, you know, a decently long time. I've known her longer and I'm just really proud and um, glad that you were able to share that with us. And I really hope the best for you, even though that I fuck up and I'm stupid <laughs> and I really try my hardest. And I hope you know that. Of course. Um, yeah. But I really am proud of you, and I 
you know, Ron is too. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're just here to support you for the best. And, you know, we have your back every single step of the way. Yeah. Hashtag girl balls. Hashtag mm-hmm. girl balls. Yeah, yeah. I, I am like... I am Sorry, like, I was speaking. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I've, been, I've been blown away by all the support. Um, like I said, obviously, I understand that people mess up. You know, uh, I don't even know if we use your government name or your online name on this podcast, but, but default here has been uh, ultimately amazing. Um, and so is Ronnie. Uh, Do I not get an internet alias? Um, oh, well, he called, you, he called you Ronnie like a minute ago, so... I also called him Nick. Okay, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then Nick, but, but you know, yeah, this, this, is, amazing. this isn't the Matrix, Yanks. This isn't, this isn't the Matrix, bro. I'm not, I'm not Neo. Um, but yeah, so... You know, ultimately, uh, it, I the reason I came out was basically to be more open with all the people that I care about, and thankfully so far, everyone that I've come out to has been accepting of it and has been appreciative of how open I am. And I think kind of the parting message for anyone watching this, you know, you probably likely don't suffer from gender dysphoria, although if you do, you know, this will be more apt, but... Regardless of what your issues are, if if you're struggling with something or you just want to share that, you know, the people around you will ultimately have an ear for it, whatever it is, you know. And I think uh, this whole, you know, these past few days have really improved the way I look at humanity because I was pretty cynical for, for a time there, but to kind of know that I can... Um, I can be so vulnerable and people are very accepting of it and very, you know, open is, uh, definitely a boon. It's, it really, uh, it's, it's definitely, um, definitely wonderful to see. So, you know, whatever your issues are, share it with the people you love. Don't hide it. People are there for you. Most likely. Yeah. You know, we're just uh, proud of you, Yank. We're proud that you could uh, tell us. Mm-hmm. And uh, Sixers in four. Sixers in fucking four. They're winning the champ. I'm burning down Philly. Yes, of course. All right. Sixers in four. We'll wrap it up here. Nice.